your right hand and repeat after me. I have the life of God in me. Now you got to say like you mean it. I have the life of God in me. I have the love of God in me. I have his nature. And I have his ability. Therefore, 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 I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. And he still does. That is Christ Jesus. Speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest yourself in me tonight. In Jesus' name. All right. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, let's get excited. So I, my bedrock truths, I got a new one since the last time. Number one, and especially if you're going through something, you need to have these things bedrocked, stapled on the inside of you. Super glued. Right? Number one, God cannot lie. It is impossible for him to lie. Especially, like, come on now, when you're going through something, you need to realize and remind yourself, God can't lie. Number two, his word is true. We can trust his word and him. Number three, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number four, as he is, so are we. And number five, God is for us, and he is not against us. Amen. So I got a title. Faith, the final frontier. <laughs> I did. So, any, you know, any guys that are Trekkies, you would catch this. And so, we're going to talk about faith. Um, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Come on now. Cyril, get that food out of your mouth and yell. <laughs> Hebrews 11, 1. Swallow it. <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> I know. You owe me now. Okay. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Look, man, I even gave you another chance. I'm not giving you another one. All right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I wish your son was here. He would have fell right out of his chair. He would have fell. He'd, be, he'd still be laughing right now. He'd be laughing right now. Okay, Hebrews 11, 1. It says, now faith. Now faith. Not yesterday faith. Right? Not tomorrow faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report, and through faith, we understand. Through faith, we understand. How are you going to understand this word? Through faith, right? It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by a word from God, so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Now, New Living, it says, faith is the confidence of what we hope for will actually happen. You got to, if you're going to stand in faith over something, over this word, you have to have confidence in that what you hope for is actually going to happen, Amen. right? If you're standing on a word from the Lord, you are hoping that he's actually going to back it up. But you, you, you lay those, those five bedrock truths on that, he has to back it up. Amen. It's impossible for him not to. So faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things that we cannot see. 
Uh-huh. And through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Huh. And these people here in this room, we earn a good reputation because people walk around going, you're that faith church. Yes, we are. And trying to say it as a swear thing. It's like, no, 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 we're faith people. Yes, we, I guess we are. We resemble that remark. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. So this says, through their faith, the people of days of old earned a good reputation. Verse 3, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Right? Verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is what? It's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must, number one, believe that he is. And number two, that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, there's got to be some diligence in your seeking. But I looked up that word impossible. The word impossible in the, in the Greek means adunatus. Uh, and it means, um, well, part of that word is dunamis. We've always, we heard that word before. Deutimus, powerful, right? But adunatus means without strength, unable, could not do. You're weak. You're impotent. This, this was good. Impotent. The cripple in Acts 14. He was what? Impotent in his feet, which means he could not walk. Without faith, you face. Glory to God. Without faith, you cannot please him. Because God is a faith God. So it says, um, yeah, in Acts 14, 8, he was powerless in his feet. Now, the opposite, in the vines, it says it's dunatos, which means you are able and you are strong. That's us. Right? Adonatos, I like this, is it's void of power. So without faith, you are void of power to please him. Amen. Amen. But we are faith people, which means we're full of power. Full of we are so full of it. Amen. So the Living Bible says this. I like this in Hebrews 11.1. 1. What is faith? Because everybody talks about it. So what is it? Well, it is a confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. Isn't that nice? Right? Something we want is going to happen. There is assurance about that. It is the certainty of what we hope for is waiting for us. Come on. What you're hoping for is waiting for you. Just reach out and grab it. Take it. It's waiting for you. Even though we cannot see it up ahead. Verse 2. Men of God in days of old were famous for their faith. Verse 3. By faith, by believing God. By faith, by believing God. That is what we do here. We live by faith, by believing God. Right? We believe God. We believe his word. Absolutely. I remember pastor said, what do you believe? He said, I believe everything from the, from the, from the, the, from the, uh, uh, what is it called now? The um, index. Thank you. From the index to the maps on the back. 100% through and through. So verse three, by, by faith, by believing God, we know that the world and the stars, in fact, all things were made at God's command and they (laughs) <laughs> that they were made, all made from things that can't be seen. Can't be seen. God bless you. Amen. John chapter 1, please. John chapter 1. In the beginning. Is he all right? <laughs> awesome. Okay. John 1, 1. 
In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, Him who? Him the Word, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And the New Living says that it, uh, darkness can never extinguish it. Darkness can never, never, ever, never extinguish it. Can't do it. Darkness can never extinguish the word that you're standing on. Darkness can never extinguish the word that you're standing on, as long as you're standing on the word. What word are you standing on? What are you believing for today? Well, whatever it is you're believing for, if you believe that, receive it. You're going to have it. We just read that. And the darkness can't extinguish it, which means he can't, he can't give you a crop failure. He can't mess with your stuff. Mm -mm. Um, Psalms 119.89, it says, Forever, O Lord, is your word settled. It's settled in heaven, so it needs to be settled in us as well, right? Amen. Especially when you're going through stuff. Come on. Uh, it, it's, it, sometimes, you know, um, it gets a little bit easier to drop your shield of faith when you're in the middle of something. That's why you need four crazy friends. I was talking to a friend of mine at the gym the other day. I said, you need to surround yourself with four people that's going to pull you up when you can't move yourself, right? Sometimes you get so paralyzed with your situation, you can't move, and you need four crazy people that's going to pull you up the side. Imagine the faith that that man that was paralyzed had to have. These guys are pulling him up the side of a house. Don't drop me. That bed is like this. What if he slid? He can't even stop himself. And then they break the, they open up the roof and smash the roof open and then lower him back down again. <laughs> All right, put yourself there. Do you trust your friends? <laughs> Do you trust your friends to pull you up the side of a house? <laughs> you got strong friends. Are you kidding? Yeah. Muscle. You got angels. Come on, you got backup. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 10, uh, King James, it says, And you, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the, are the work of your hands. Right? And the New Living, it says, He also says to the Son, in the beginning, Lord. He, God, said to the Son, in the beginning, Lord. God called His Son, Lord. Yeah. So should we, right? It says, in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. Now, Hebrews 11.1, 1, I, I have to go into passion at least once. I think I'm going there twice through the whole thing. But this is Hebrews 11.1 1, um, in the Passion Translation. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality. It becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. Isn't that good? It's the foundation needed to, re to, to require the things that you need for what do you need today? What is it you need? It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony, verse 2, this testimony of faith is what previous generations or elders were commended for. Verse 3, faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated um, by the power of God's words. Listen to this. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. 
Isn't that good? He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. If we're created in his image and in his likeness, when we speak, but what are you saying? Jesus said you can have what you say, but a lot of times we say what we have. I'm sick, I'm broke, I'm busted, I'm disgusted. Right? But not us. I mean, come on now. We're not like that. Um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. New Living Translation, Annette, please. 2 Peter 1, 1. It says, this letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and the fairness of Jesus Christ. It was given to you. Faith, this faith has been given to you. So you got it now. And it says, because of the justice and the fairness of Jesus Christ, our our God and Savior. Verse 2, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge. There has to be a growth in your knowledge. If you don't grow, neither does your faith, right? It says, as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Now, we know that in Romans, uh, what is that, 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So the more word, the greater your faith, right? The more word you put in, the greater your faith is going to go. And verse 3, we're back in First um, Peter again. I like this. The title of it is called Growing in Faith. And it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. It says, he has given, already given to us. And yeah, we have received all of this by coming to know him. You're, the more you get to know him, the more you get to believe him, the more you get to believe him, the more you're going to trust in his word that it is true. God cannot lie. It's impossible for him to lie. But the more you get to know him, the the, that's so when somebody comes up to you and says, well, you know, God put this sickness on me to teach me something, you know better. Somebody died, you know, somebody passed away early. God needed a flower in his garden. You know better. You know better. Why? Because you know him. You know his character. God is not like that. God is not a killer. God does not kill. Satan steals, kills, destroys. If anything has been stolen from you, anything has been killed in your life, anything has been destroyed in your life, you know that is not from God. Thank you, Cyril. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> it says, we have, all, we have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself, huh? He called you to himself by means of this marvelous glory and excellence. Verse 4, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Now, he's given us these great and precious promises, but are they great and precious to you? Therein lies the question. Therein lies the situation. These These promises are great and precious, and he's given them to us. But do we receive them and treat them as great and precious? Mm -hmm. These are the promises that that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. 
Verse 5, in view of all this, listen to this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Isn't that good? Make an effort. Make an effort. Okay, so how are you going to, you know, faith comes by hearing. Well, there's faith being preached tonight. Make an effort to come on a Thursday. Make an effort to come on a Sunday. Make an effort to come midweek to vacuum the floor. Oh, shoot. Did I say something? Did I say that all out? Oh, I had to vacuum today while I'm preparing this massage. I just got one word. Eureka! I did it. <laughs> Anyways, you'll get that later. No. Anyway, so in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with patient endurance. Patiently endure. Putting up with while you smile through it. Patient endurance with godliness. Verse 7. And godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Everyone. Just walk around as brotherly. I love you. I love you. Everyone. Amen. Yeah. Come on. I know we read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 13, but we're going to do it again anyways because... This is going to become a little bit clearer now. Um, 2 Corinthians 4.13, King James. We having the same spirit of faith. See? Of why? So we can partake in all of the stuff that God's got for us. As it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, verse 14. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall also raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. 15, for all things are for your sake. All these precious promises are for you. They're for your sake, for your godliness to grow you up and me up, us up. Come on. That the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many. Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord Jesus. To the glory of God. Thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. So, and we said it's super abundant in quantity and quality. Excess, excel, to have more to the glory of God. The more that you get, you're bringing God glory. So glorify your Lord. (laughs) Get some stuff. And then spread it around. Just don't hang on to it. Right? Spread it around. Jesus loved so much that he gave, right? And so we're supposed to love so much that we give. Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't want to give. Okay, well, we better, let's go on to this. So uh, verse 16, for which cause we faint not, though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Verse 17, our light affliction. He's calling this a light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and the eternal weight of glory. While we look, this is, here, here it is, while we look not, look not, just look not, look not, look, look not, look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, subject to change. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Um, 
for an example, let's go to Mark 11. Mark chapter 11, please. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's a giggle section over there. Mark 11, uh, New Living 2 as well, um, Annette. Uh, verse 12. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Jesus got, Jesus got hungry. Jesus got tired. Jesus was a man. It says, the next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs, but there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Verse 14, then Jesus said to the tree, may no man ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. So he had to speak to that tree. Why? King James says that, that Jesus answered the tree. What was the tree saying? You ain't getting nothing. He spoke to that tree. He spoke to lack. Speak to your lack. Amen. Amen. Verse 20, the next morning as it passed by the fig tree that he had cursed, the disciples noticed that it had withered from the roots up. See, when you start speaking to those things, they're going to wither from the things you cannot see is starting to happen. When you speak to cancer on your body, you can't see it on the outside, but inside a thing is dying. It's withering up. When you speak to the root of bitterness, you may look like a sour puss on the outside, but on the inside, that thing is shriveling up and you're going to start getting happy to people. Amen. Speak to that root of bitterness of debt. That thing is going to dry up at the roots. But your voice needs to hear you. The disciples heard Jesus say it. And he didn't stutter. He said it on purpose. The next morning as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed that it withered from the roots up. Verse 21, Peter remembered what Jesus said. Let's call, let's call back to remembrance what Jesus said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed is withered and died. And Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Uh-huh. But you must really believe it will happen. Have no doubt in your heart. Well, faith comes, doubt leaves. Uh-huh. Faith comes, doubt leaves. Light comes, darkness leaves. Right? Amen. It says, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. It will happen. But you really, you must really believe it will happen. Have no doubt in your heart. Verse 24. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. This is Jesus speaking, right? Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? Does he not lie? Right? Which means, what did he say here? Don't doubt. Believe you receive it, it's going to be yours. But here's a quantifying deal. Verse 25. But when you are praying first, he didn't say second. No, no, no. After you said, oh, amen, 
Oh, Jesus, give me, give me, give me. Can you have me? I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. You go to Jesus with your grocery list. <laughs> and he says, first, first, set your list down. <laughs> first, forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against. Oh, anyone. What if they're an idiot? Anyone. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't point. Come on. There is no definition. It says anyone. But you don't know what they did. Anyone. But I can't stand them. Anyone. First, forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Oh. <laughs> I remember Pastor used to say, don't point your finger at, at anybody because you got these other three pointing back at you. You know what he did? <laughs> oh, yeah? You going to start throwing stones? Huh. Here's one. If your faith does not move your mouth, it will not move your mountain. What are you saying? What are you saying? Let's go to Joshua. We're talking about faith, the final frontier. And, I mean, Joshua, he had it going on. I see that hand. <laughs> Joshua chapter 14, please. Joshua 14. And we're going to read this out of the King James. Just because some of the other translations didn't um, translate it with, a, with as much punch as per se. Um, Joshua 14, verse 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgal. Caleb the son of Jeff, <laughs> the Kesanite, said unto him, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Go ahead. He said, you know the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and you in Kardesh Barnea? Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to, to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. As it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Now, these brethren that went up with him, they were, uh, um, uh, they were leaders of their tribe. Right? These are like the prime ministers of the, of the people that went up there. And they said, the, <laughs> the gutless cowards, they made the people of the heart melt. But I wholly follow the Lord my God. Now, we're going to jump over to Numbers, but we're coming back to Joshua just because we need to find out what happened here. In Numbers 13, 25, still in the King James, it says, And they returned from searching the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses to tell Aaron and to all the congregation of the, uh, the children of Israel into the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, we came into this land where you sent us and this surely, surely flows with, <laughs> with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Hi, honey. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we, these are the leaders coming back with this report. We saw the children of Anak there. There are Malachites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and all the other ites uh, dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea, by the coast of Jordan. Verse 30. 
Caleb stilled the people before Moses. You remember watching those old movies, uh, the old black and white movies where the lady was just getting so, uh, just so wound up that some, her friend had to go up and... This is, what, this is what Caleb had to do. He had to still the people. He had to shut these people up. It's like, stop it. You're, you're making the people's hearts melt. He stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. What, he, what was he doing? He was speaking faith. Right? They're, they're, they were talking chicken. They were. Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we, we be not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. Verse 32. They brought up an evil report of the land uh, which they searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land which you, through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. Okay, has anybody ever been eaten by their own land? No. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. They were giants, yeah. And, and, and there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were, listen to this, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. So were, the, so were we in their sight. Said who? Yeah. Said who? They didn't say, these people didn't say a word. So where are they getting their information from? CNN. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? Anyways, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Back to Joshua 14, verse 9. Um, Moses swore that day, saying, Surely the land where your feet have trodden, talking, <laughs> shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he has said, these 45 years. And, and, and even since the Lord spoke this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am, I love this, I am this day four score and five years old. Eighty-five! Verse 11, as yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day of Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in now. Come on, what is he doing? He's stirring himself up. He's saying some faith stuff here. Right? And he, he's, you can almost see him just getting jacked, right? To the point where he says, now, therefore, give me this mountain. Give me my stuff. The man is 85 years old. He didn't care. Age is only a number. Whereof the Lord spoke in that day, for you heard in that day how the Anakims were there, that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord be with me, and he is, then shall I be able to drive them out as the Lord said. The Lord said he's going to be with me. I'm going to drive them out. Yeah. You want a piece of me? <laughs> Come on, he had a tude. Faith has an attitude. Caleb was one. Mm, mm, mm. He said in, in verse 13, Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jeff, Jeff anyways, Hebron, Hebron for an inheritance. Now listen to this, Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit with him, that's what we have. Faith people have a Caleb spirit. Why? Because you go after the promises. Kick out the giants. Mm -hmm. Because he has another spirit with him, he has followed me 
fully. Him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. So shall we. We go into these precious promises, land. Why? To possess it. And our children's chillins are going to possess that. Now listen to this. I got this out of an article. Caleb was one of the 12 spies Moses sent to scout the promised land. A leader of the tribe of Judah. His name means bold or impetuous. Someone who is impetuous has a tendency to act or attack. You anybody like that? In other words, Caleb was a doer, not just a talker. Caleb was a doer, not just a talker. This trait made him a great asset to Joshua during Israel's conquest of Canaan. Reminds me of when when Pastor first went on the, uh, um, when he went into the ministry, and he left his job, and everything, like, everything just shut down, and I was working for him at that time. I said, I'm going with you. I said, I quit my job. I'm going with, I'm with, because I have been with him ever since, and I trust him, and if he's going full-time in the ministry, he said, I'm with you. I'm going too, and he spoke words of wisdom to me. He said, no, you need to work. I said, okay. But, I, but just to let you know, let you know, I know you're watching, I, let you know that I'm with you and I'm ready to walk with you. Why? Because I wholly followed the Lord and I wholly followed him. This trait made him a great asset to, what, to Joshua during Israel's conquest of Canaan. Strangely, Caleb can also mean dog or raging with canine madness. You ever see a mad dog? You ever try to stop a mad dog? Pet a mad dog if you like. Go ahead and count your fingers. Apparently, he had a dog-like tenacity that made him a ferocious fighter, something we all need to resist temptation, overcome evil, and fight the good fight of faith. Imagine fighting the good fight of faith with the spirit of Caleb. What's going to happen? Absolutely everything. Everything. Listen to this. The spirit of Caleb looks forward and not backward. The spirit of Caleb looks forward and not backwards. You can't look backwards. It says, <laughs> I like this. The past should not be a guidepost. Oh, the past should be a guidepost, not a hitching post. Your past should be a guidepost, not a hitching post. A hitching post. That's what the people used to tie their horses to. And look at it. Pet them. Clean them. You see my past? You see my horse? Isn't it nice? No, it says the past should be a guidepost, not a hitching post. We can learn from the past, but we can't live there. You can learn from your past, of course, because you have one. To help minister to other people, but you can't live there. Neither can we change the past. Paul, Paul wrote this. It's uh, Philippians 3.13, but it's in uh, New American Standard. It says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, I forget what lies behind, reaching forth to what lies ahead. I press on. There's that Caleb spirit, pressing on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Faith. 
the final frontier. That's what that is. And so I had to look up final frontier. You know what that means? The extreme limit of understanding or achievement in a particular area. The final frontier. Well, what's ours? Faith. The extreme limit of understanding or achievement. Lord, I thank you for words of wisdom. Come on for this cause. Faith, the final frontier. The spirit of Caleb is to keep learning and growing, reaching, pressing, and advancing. Paul, after 30 plus years in the ministry, said this in Philippians 3.12 in New Living. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. I like that. Jesus first possessed you. You see people that are possessed of the devil, what do they do? They act like the devil. Well, if you're possessed of Jesus, you're going to act like him. You're going to talk like him. You're going to walk like him. You're going to act like him. Woo! Come on. <laughs> this is my second passion one. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 in the Passion Translation. We're getting ready to land this plane. And so now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. This is the attitude we take. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal. Woo! And to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. And as we pray, the earth shook, causing the building where they are in to tremble. And each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. Uh, boldness unrestrained. And of course, faith, the final frontier. So I had to look it up because I'm a Trekkie. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship New Covenant, its yearly mission to explore strange new worlds. Philippines, Ukraine, wherever it is we're sent to, to seek out new life, new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Where is that? I had that question asked to me. To boldly go where no man has gone before. You know where that is? It's the throne of grace. Come on. To boldly go to the throne of grace. Where no man has gone, but we do. Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. The very last verse, Message Bible, same one. It says, let us walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Ha! I got to say it again. That made me happy. Let's walk right up to him. And get what he is so ready, so ready to give. He's so ready to give you the kingdom. Absolutely everything. Take the mercy and accept the help. 
<laughs> oh, I don't want to accept that. No, you better take it. What's wrong with you? Accept it. Accept the help. He's trying to help you. Would you accept it today? I receive it. It's as easy as Sunday morning. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for this, uh, this word. We thank you for your people. Lord, we, we bless them today. In Jesus' name, we, we pray that their faith has been stirred. Uh-huh. Crank it up another notch or five or ten. And we thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise and honor and glory for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.